Hello and welcome to the APW. In this episode, we have the very talented multi-band member Paul Mullen. You may know him from bands like Your Codename is Milo, The Automatic, Young Legionnaire, Losers, to name a few. We go over rig, studio, equipment, Berlin, Milo recordings, and the all-important question, are they going to get back together? If you want more live sessions, exclusive interviews, rig rundowns, and gear reviews, go to www.theaudioproductionworkshop.com where you can power up your producing elbow. Hello and welcome to the APW. I'm here with the amazing Paul Mullen from, uh, oh God, how many bands now? I don't know, I've lost count. Um, so, we, yeah, to, today we've done a session with Horse Fight, which mm-hmm. is one of the bands you're currently in. Mm-hmm. And we've done also sessions with uh, Losers and uh, Young Legionnaire. Young Legionnaire, yeah. Yeah, which is very cool. <clears throat> um this has been my biggest gig this year. It's, been, it's the best <laughs> the, the venue I've come back to the most. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where do I want to start with this? Now, I think I first met you uh, possibly around 2002, 2003 with your About code right. name yeah. was... Your code name was Marley, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in a different studio. It was Yeah, it was in the one upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously you've... You've worked with loads and loads of different producers over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I want to gauge is, one, who were they? Uh, and two, um, the differences between them, how they worked, and mm-hmm. how did you feel uh, within those environments and who kind of really kind of got you and got you to perform yeah. as best as you could? Because I know Steve, Steve Albini did the first... Uh, that was the first EP for, for your... For your Miss Marlow, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Which was amazing, you know, just coming off being being like a, a huge Nirvana fan, mm. being a lefty myself. So Kurt was the, the thing, and he did in neutral, and uh, Steve was amazing, really great. He just he does nothing to the tracks. He doesn't sort of say take a four bar out here or add a little bit. He here. he classes himself more as an engineer. engineer yeah, yeah, he doesn't doesn't want to be the on produced play, by. Was it in plays poker in between? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, billiards. <laughs> got, a billiard, got a billiard table there. We saw on, on Electrical Audio, which is this amazing studio in, in Chicago. Mm. We saw on the on the, the photos, oh, they've got a pool table. That's great. Oh, a bit of pool in between takes. Billiards. Have you ever played that? Yeah, I think I've played it's it. In not, a, it's weird. It's, it's not pool. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the most amazing collection of uh, um, uh, VHS. Just, yeah, that's all he was. All, he's always tape. Right. No, no DVDs. Quite, quite literally, just, yeah, yeah, everything, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and two inch tape, everything was on that, so that was great to record on. And he, yeah, <clears throat> he has this amazing way of just capturing a band just in a live room, and you know, you just get that drum sound which you get with Albini, mm. which is kind of one of the reasons why we we went over. Um, and is there any push with him? Like, you need to kind of play that better. Mm. Or you need to or in a put over obviously a better way. Need, but. Yeah, I think we got that dialogue just within the band as well. Like mm. we kind of fit, felt that there would be a few takes, but at the same time, <clears throat> when Malo started, we were doing demos in in our our world studio uh, in Newcastle, and Justin was we were, was recording that, and we would make mistakes, mm. and we would like have that it would sort of. Mm. Uh, it, it's nice to capture that in a way because there's some some production now is just so perfect and so like lifeless. The human element's gone. Mm. So Albini really captures a a, a, a human a, a, a human a, emotion and yeah, and then those time. little those little intricacies that you mm. you that are 
a program can't do sort of thing, you know? Um, so where did you move on from there? And who was the next producer <coughs> after that? Uh, so from All Roads to Fault with Albini, we did a record with Flood. Uh, with who is also a, an amazing producer yeah, he, in his own right. <clears throat> he completely different to um, to Albini and uh, in the sense that he kind of joined the band and mm. we did like a bit of um, writing together and he got in the studio, we had an amazing place in, uh, in Rack in St John's Wood mm -hmm. and in the big live room there he sort of put himself right in the centre of the room five of us all surrounding and then he would just have a desk, desk inside okay. and mix the live thing and get a feel for the tracks the pushes and pulls and that's great um yeah he became just part of the band mm. and um and really like one thing about flood was he uh he facilitated he, he he never really told you what to do but i think he had an idea of how he wanted to sound yeah, but yeah. he made us get there ourselves so give, it was a real the idea kind of, well they had a little yeah. plan seed, you know but but not I think in it's, it's, it must be a kind of creating the environment that you yeah. will kind of move down that path, but uh -huh. in a kind of yeah, mo motherly way, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, like go, yeah. go, go, go do this amazing I, thing. I didn't know what to expect because, he, he, again, he'd done some of my favourite records, like Downward Spiral, but with Nine Inch Nails, you know, and U2. Pumpkins, U2, just huge, huge stuff. Mm. And um, he was great. He, he basically said he didn't want anyone else to make the record, so he was going to do it, and he got on board, and, yeah, he's... Yeah. Did he did he say where he, it must have come from obviously the previous record that he Yeah, I'm I'm not entirely sure how the, the connection was made. I think he just heard the demos and right. had a had a connection maybe with the label that we were with at the time. Mm. Other than that and he'd loved it. So he just got jumped on board, you know. That's great. Um and yeah, we we got ourselves some some good 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 equipment to record with, actually from the Albini session. I've still got this amp. To, I haven't brought it into the studio because it's in Berlin. It's a bit of a nightmare to fly oh, fly yeah. over, but it's an orange OR120 from seventy three, seventy four. Okay, I got it from uh, for for, Al, for the Albini session, and I actually bought it for the flood thing, and that's my studio amp sort of thing. Okay, so that was the, the link. But um, yeah, uh, fl yeah, completely different, you know, uh, ways of working, but both mm. like really, really interesting. So obviously, you did few Milo albums mm -hmm. and then you moved into the automatic was mm -hmm. that the next step that was the next step yeah uh-huh um it was kind of a weird point with obviously Milo was the, the baby and we've been mm. living out of each other's pockets for five years and that sort of stopped we just felt like the right time to to do that <clears throat> um and yeah I was just kind of sitting with these bunch of songs that never got mm. used in Milo and did you start to notice moving out of Milo camp just how much influence Milo had over other bands around that time yeah it was weird yeah yeah it was and even to, even now people will yeah. will say um so that's great you know and that's yeah it's weird <laughs> it's nice we were just in our own bubble I guess you know we had that real kind of mentality of just doing our own thing and uh do you feel a pull back to that at all uh and, yeah. the, en and the energy between each member and how you work uh I with the records I'm doing now for example, Young Legionnaires, I'm in Berlin, Dean's in London, and Gordon's in Texas. So mm. we, we're a band, and we and it only works when we're in the same room together and playing. Mm. Which but is a very cool thing as well. Like, yeah, just that, that snapshot gone, and it's yeah. like turn on, turn off, which is really nice. But with the Milo thing, it, it was being a band. Mm. You, we, we would be there for six days a week, 
rehearsing like seven hours because we, we, we were able to and, do it. and it showed I mean I, I can remember getting you guys in and you mm. were um, always uh, pretty much yeah. everything down in one no no dramas just yeah, in and yeah. out and creating something really beautiful at the yeah, same was, time you know I think so yeah, it, was, it was a lot of fun and I do miss that aspect of just being in a band for like that's it you know um but we ne- I don't think I could. We could ever. Well, you're older now. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think there's an element of I don't think you yeah, can live yeah. like that kind of. Yeah, well, I, I, I just don't know if we. I think that was very an interesting time, and anyway. I don't know. It would be quite hard to recreate. But I yeah, think, going back to the automatic, how how long were you kind of doing stuff there for? Uh, about we did two records. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it was over like three or four years, and did the first thing that was jumping straight. It, it was like a two month gap of. Uh, and I'd met the lads before because they came to the Milo studio and we did a collaborations record where we invited artists up to do a track, write, record and mix a track in 12 yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. And Automatic had been up there, so we were like... Oh, Didn't okay. Ruben go up as well? Ruben, uh, Gordon, Yeah, that's how we met. And then we we said, <laughs> we'll do something. You and Legionnaire happened six years after. <laughs> we got there in the end, but that was, yeah, it was a really nice... I mean, it knocked years off my life, that project. It was absolute chaos. It was good. Print is dead. That was mm. it. Uh, and yeah, so going back to seeing these tracks that I had from Milo that were just sitting, mm. uh, we had a mutual friend that invited me down to go and see the automatic, automatic go in the studio, had a track, and it sounded exactly as I imagined it to sort of mm. to be. So we was like, all right, okay, let's let's do this. Let's go. And we went on a tour, and we went to LA, and we we recorded a record. Well, start with. Don Gilmore then went on to Butch Walker, did mm. the, that record. Um and yeah, it was it was great, like three, four years of just non stop touring. And, and what was it like working with Butch? He's total vibes, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, again he's 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 sort of like a rock star in a way, you know, he's just mm. he's always I mean he yeah. he's played in bands. Yeah, he's obviously. a bass yeah. artist, yeah, of course. So he's he's very much into into that into the vibe thing and uh yeah, he'd take us out, we'd have a couple of beers and whatever, and just mm. like a, just a, a mate sort of thing, but got really great sounds. And the energy, he really had a real good sort of uh, way about in the studio where he would just pick up the vibe. And mm. not that we really needed it, but it was just always really buzzing in the studio. It felt really lively and, mm. and good, yeah. And um, obviously, you had Butch and then Richard Walker, was that right? No, Richard Jackson. Richard Jackson, Richard Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, f- uh, f- Car- Cardiff lad. Newport, actually. I've done a few <laughs> <laughs> uh, And he did the... Yeah, he he did some of that record as well with Butch and mm. then did the, the one after that, the full thing. Um, and actually got him working on the Young Legionnaire stuff as well. Brilliant. He, okay. he did... He's done Future of the Left. And, yeah. Um, he just get, yeah, gets great, great guitar tones as well. Um and yeah, kept that. We did that in our studio in in Cardiff uh, with, with the automatic and Rich Jackson, and yeah, and a bit in Mono Valley, which was a great studio. I actually, yeah. just saw that on a it's an Oasis documentary at the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Super Sonic is in there. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think I can remember you coming in. What was there about Bleach? Bleach Blood. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. With Jamie from uh, used to be in King Blues. Yes, that's right. That's right. Oh yeah, of course. Um, that yeah, I just started. <clears throat> was that about two thousand six, seven? No, I was a bit later than that. It was a bit later, was it? Yeah, yeah, that Sorry, was. My memory's terrible. I think King Blues might have been then. <laughs> yeah, but I think it might have been two thousand four. No, two thousand fourteen. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. What year is it? And uh, 
it was just the was it the one album for that one record yeah I uh-huh. had uh, met Jamie um, I can't remember if it was a party in Manor House or just some some gig and we just got talking and started writing with him mm-hmm. and I've been doing b- bits and pieces of that with other artists just going in and in the studio and that's good still writing some some tracks which is quite a nice little break from the band thing and um, obviously you've um, horse fights. Started. When did the album drop for Horse Fight? This year. <laughs> this year. Um, April, lo- lo- I, and obviously you've work, been working with Kevin with that, and mm-hmm. I think he's done a really, really great job. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he, he did good because I recorded some of those tracks. <laughs> he made them so good, yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, yeah. And they do sound great. really good. Check out Mum and Dad, the Mum and Dad single. I, mm-hmm. I really love that one. Now, I'd like to, and I'm sure a lot of guys who are. Um, fans of yours would like to know just how your guitar rig has changed over the years because obviously um i think from what i can remember the past few times you've been in you've had like a pv delta blues Mm -hmm. uh obviously the same guitars Mm -hmm. which has been your your sg which i think was which was kind of like a featured Uh way back early days yeah 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 that Um, was probably the second guitar i got yeah the telly which i used today in horse fight is the first guitar and it's yeah it's been on everything so what um with Milo, what did you start with? The telly. The telly. Yeah. Uh, three guitars, so that really just cut through. Mm. It's like quite, it's very sort of thin, got a really thin like sound, but it just balanced so well with uh, with with Adam and Justin's guitars. And um, what amps were you running at the time? Oh, the start of Milo. Probably the Blues Breaker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Can you remember what you're running before the amp? Uh, what well, pedals wise? Was it the same? Uh, that Turbo Rat. Right. That, that same Turbo. The, yeah. <laughs> I just I bought it and I was just right okay, and um, yeah, tried and got another Turbo Rat just in case that one went down and realised that the Turbo Rat I got originally was broken in the first place. So that is like the sound. <laughs> Literally turned to like 0.5 on each thing, and it's just like that's brilliant. Yeah, so, I, I love those mishaps. It's yeah. like what Luke was saying about his his um, pedal mm-hmm. in the rig rundown, like, uh, right. the octave pedal. I think it's it's broken, but yeah. it just sounds so good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> sometimes these things are just meant to be broken. Yeah, and it's it's that has been like yeah with me for a long time. Did you did you keep the blues breaker um, onto automatic? Yes, you did. Yeah, I had that. I was that was my gig and amp. I had the the orange mm-hmm. from about two thousand. I bought that in two thousand and four, maybe. And then the blues breaker was just onto her, and then I linked it with a four B twelve as well mm. with greenbacks and um. And when did you make the switch? <clears throat> um, it it was just as I was moving to Berlin. I right. just I needed to clear some space out, and the the blues breaker was it was big, and it had a flight case, and it was just really mm. pretty tough to get it all the way over there when we had a, a bass amp and a couple of the guitar amps that I had that was um, like the PVs and also my head and I had a I've got a Marshall uh, is it 1960 TV the tall oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, with, yeah. <clears throat> so it was just a lot and I just had to go right I need to get rid of something and the blues breaker went mm. I obviously regret it yeah everything that I've sold my Wurlitzer was like brilliant bit of kit but just thought I'm not using it I do remember you coming in with a vocoder a few times yeah yeah I've still got that you still got that 
Yeah, that's that knocks about. Doesn't because I use that on quite a few Mallow things, like on the last record. Yeah, hasn't really made an appearance. Or anything no, I think it could be. So what we used to do, we used to um, re mic re vocoder the drums. So we put the the drums oh, okay. through a vocoder, so you'd get a little in that little effect. Were there any any tracks that you remember that being on? It was on a Mallow track. Yeah, it was on the last record. I can't remember. It might have been Translate. Okay. Really, really. It's hard, but it's just like a little bit of a little thing to yeah, yeah. Filtering, put, put the drums through a vocoder. That's great. <laughs> yeah, why not? So, um, are you kind of going to revisit any? Uh, is there going to be any more Young Legionnaire coming <clears throat> up, or you know? Uh, we've shot a video, yeah. But I think we're going to take a bit of that. So we'll do that, mm-hmm. put that out. But I think that'll be a little goodbye for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've just we're all going in different directions at the moment, yeah. and. I think that it's always it's always going to be there, mm. but like I said before, we have to be in the room. Mm-hmm. So if we're not in the room, constantly writing stuff, we're mm. all doing bits and pieces. Mm. But it's just once we get back. So together. what's the main focus at the moment? Is it? Um, well, we've got losers thing happening still. So me and Tom are uh, beavering away in Berlin. Uh, it was just some some soundtrack stuff and mm-hmm. getting the next record into some sort of shape. Yeah. So we're just demoing that. Um, are you doing any writing with other? people as mm. in you know just songs do yeah you know I mean? yeah so i, I was <clears throat> i've been working with an artist uh went out to switzerland for a, for a week or so and just started writing some stuff there like Brilliant. um uh yeah it's really fun it's mm. it's nice to be in a similar way to young legionnaire where you put the switch the tap on and off and you can't be too precious about it and you've got to trust your your mm. own gut really and that's one thing i've learned about being in the studio or a vocal take or a guitar take, if it feels all right the first time, it's, you're probably not going to get any better. Mm. And you should like commit to it. And have, it's a bit, it's a little bit arrogant. It's a little bit of confidence, but it's it's also like. Um, I wouldn't. It, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's it's that. I just think it's you, yeah. you know your chops. It's kind of yeah. like it's, it's, you've been down the road quite. You, you, you know, you're pretty. You know, a long way down, down the road. road yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of you know yourself and you know mm. what you can do. So yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's anything like yeah. that. I would have thought it's just that's what the vibe yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, you, you go. It's... Sorry to use that word again, but you know, you go you go mm-hmm. where the flow is. You yeah, know? Com- yeah, completely. And it's such a nice way of working because you've just got to really trust it. And some of these top line writers I've worked with as well are so fast and just done it all the time. And it's just it's almost like a machine. Mm. It's really interesting to and it just learning about different people's techniques. I try and. That's why I'm in so many different bands, I guess. I, I went through a part of my life just saying yes to everything. Mm. And um, you learn so much from just different people. And it's like you work, watching you work in here and, you know, we're working with Tom or Justin from Milo. I don't know what you're you... getting off me. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I can't really see. Your hands are so fast. Like, <laughs> Sounds good, so I'm a yeah. hobby. Um, and, yeah, just constantly learning about, yeah. about it, really. Um, not so much a technical side, because I've always been a person sitting on the left shoulder of the producer mm. or the engineer just playing everything and kind of hearing it in a different way. Yeah. So I haven't learned the technical side of things, which I want to because it would free me up a bit more to do more stuff. Mm. Um, but I also like the the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm not listening out for a certain plug-in or... Mm. Uh, and I, I understand how it should sound, but I'm not entirely sure how we get there, so it's it's different... It's like I, a really I, good dynamic between. I think there's a lot to be said of not getting lost in plugins, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and actually just going with what sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you could pick up something that's mm-hmm. really 
you know, like a, I don't know, Simon Says Machine or something yeah. like that, and you work something with that, you know, it's not mm-hmm. the greatest bit of equipment. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah it, it could, you know where it could fit creatively, mm-hmm. and I, I yeah. think that works with whatever kind of plug-in, whether yeah, it's yeah. a 30 quid one to a, you know, 500 quid one. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah, completely. You know, I try not to get too involved in that, but I know I will at some point. <laughs> but it's, it's nice a rabbit hole, to, believe me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just hear it a different way and st- take a step back and like, right, okay, how's how's this feeling with the with the track and and plans for the new year? What, have you got anything lined up for? Um, so I've, I mean, I, I just I just keep going really. Um, I've got a couple of ideas about maybe doing something a little bit different myself mm-hmm. perhaps I haven't done that yet yeah and uh, I've always been in the band environment or working with a with a writer or a producer or something like that but I've never done anything just yeah my, my own thing so uh, possible possible uh, I'm gonna ask the question that I'm sure you get asked quite a lot mm-hmm. is the is Milo gonna pop up at some point do you reckon uh, <laughs> I never I, <laughs> never say never, I never it's say like never, even yeah. on hiatus isn't it so yeah it's, yeah yeah uh, it's like you never know whether it'll grow into uh, I don't know the I mean, beast rears its ugly head so to speak so many people ask so it's kind of like well maybe we should but <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get people's whoever wants to hear it their hopes up but I mean I'd like to I'd, I'd like yeah I'd like to go back and do it Mm. I think, but there was we we did sort of talk about doing something uh, maybe right about this time last year, mm. trying to get something together, but it just it just never happened. Mm. It was like cause I think it was an anniversary of one of the albums, or okay. I don't know whether it'd be because what 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 would, in my mind what we'd want to do is I wouldn't I wouldn't want to come back and just just do like old stuff. Yeah, it would be nice to be have like an EP, just a new thing, just a. Five track, four or five tracks, mm. and just maybe play them. Not just play them, obviously play the old stuff as well. That would be really <laughs> shit, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, went back through that. Play the greatest hits, my little greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. That's all good. Yeah. So we, 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 we yeah. I never say never. I'd like to. Thanks. For Thank you very being much. On the APW. Thanks. Thanks for having us. I'll always love having <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Thanks. Well, that's it for this podcast. But for the latest episodes, live sessions, rig rundowns, reviews, and exclusive interviews, go to patreon.com forward slash the APW.